All right, welcome back to episode 17. 17 episodes deep of this. Um, And today we are going to be talking about all about Dancing with the Stars. Now, we are heading into the season finale of Dancing with the Stars. I'm very excited. Uh, we're all, we're going to cover it all today. So we're going to talk about, Eli, who do you think will take home the glittery mirror ball for this uh, f- finale of, uh, of Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> We've got Bobby Bones, which is a very highly uh, anticipated newcomer. Uh, Milo, or what do you think about Alex? Uh, are any of these people real? Those are all real. I Wikipedia it. Oh, okay. So you, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, is that what they get? Like a glittery disco? Yeah, ball? I looked that's it all up. They get? Yeah, yeah, that's all they get. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a shitty prize. No, I don't know. I'm sure they get some sort of prize money too. I just didn't look that much into it. Yeah. No, I'm sure they make money off that. That's just like so weird though to think about. Like, that's such a dumb fucking show. So dumb. Yeah. I mean, sorry if you like it, but no, it's pretty fucking dumb. I mean, it's just like, basically, let's get all these wash-up celebrities and just make them dance. Uh, it's just dumb. Yeah, I mean, I don't, pretty much. Because here's the thing about it. The way they dance does not take that much. Like, you and me can do it. You think? Yeah, because have you ever seen those fucking routines? Like, like... They don't do dance moves. The professional dancer with them, they do all the fucking hard work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the actor has to like, or the celebrity has to learn the routine and get it down and sell it, which, you know, okay, that takes some hard work. But the professional dancer is the one doing all the crazy shit. Dude, pretty much all the heavy lifting there, carrying the team. Yeah, because like I've seen some where like, they'll literally like take a knee and then, like the professional dancer would dance around, I'm like, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. That's not fucking anything. Yeah. So it's kind of like, here's a here's a celeb dancing badly, and here's a professional dancer who should probably be making a lot money, a lot more money than they're making. Sure. Uh, but it's just here because celebrities. I don't know. I think it's a dumb yeah. premise of a show. <laughs> no, I completely agree. Completely agree. So, like, many I guess things, we won't be talking about it. Like many things, I have way too strong of an opinion on it. And <laughs> yeah, no, so. that's true. I didn't really, I didn't realize you were so opinionated about uh, uh, primetime TV. <laughs> right. I well, I mean, that's basically why I don't watch it. That's, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's Me the too. other thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, seventeen. Uh, I'm really excited for twenty. Can we like preview twenty a little bit for everybody? Do you have something planned for twenty? Well, we haven't. <laughs> Do talked I know about, about it? it? we've talked about it but we didn't we didn't settle on it my whole plan was that i would really like when we get to 20 because to me that's a big number because we never thought we would do that many is that we would do like a retrospective episode and we talk we would you know talk about our favorite stuff kind of get like a hall of fame in there of like people we talk about and you know our 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 fans air quotations yeah absolutely (laughs) Uh, so we wanted to erect some stuff like that, um, 
but I don't know if that's what we're going to do. That's what we want to do. I'm basically what I'm getting at is I'm excited to hit like a milestone episode. Oh yeah. And me too. Yeah. That'll be very cool. Um, and it was also brought to our attention this week that we should start doing some sort of a listener mail. So yeah. just throwing this out there, if any of the listeners out there want to, you know, send us something to, you know, to read on the podcast, maybe you're, um, you know, need advice on something, or maybe you just have a funny joke for us, <laughs> really anything at all, just hit us up. We're, uh, we're kind of out of content. So um, send us something, yeah. Um, yeah. mail that to our email account, which is... <laughs> should have prepared for this. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it should be Knuckleball Studios one. Yeah, at gmail.com. Knuckleball yeah, Studios number one. one at gmail.com. Because I guess Knuckleball Studios was already taken. I don't know. <laughs> well, we fucked up the previous one. Oh, that that's right. That one is ours also. We just got locked out of it. Yeah. We are. Yeah, we are. We're really good we're, at this. We're not prepared for doing anything ad- ad- adult like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Managing an email. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, I, 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 I hope people try to. I mean, I guess they could send us like a Facebook message maybe too. Like if sure. they didn't want to email. Um. Or even like an Instagram DM. I guess a lot of YouTubers use that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the big, the professionals <laughs> use. Yes. Because uh, I kind of wanted to replace the lightning round personally. That could be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Just get some, uh, you know, listener questions in there. Send us anything, really. We'll we'll take it, you know. Um, yeah, we'll make re- something out of it. Recipes for something. I could use that. Seem- I- I'm open to dick pics, really. Like, I mean, I don't care. Yeah, dick pics. Yeah, booby pics. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, no, I think I think it would be good because I have the biggest problem coming up with lightning rounds. Yeah, um, because we because a lot of times I get answers to questions when we're just talking. So I mean, I think we would like to keep it like that segment, but maybe we'll just use the stuff you send us to lightning round in a little bit. Yeah, there you go. We'll pick yeah. like three things we like and then do it. That just requires people sending us stuff, so who knows? It's gonna probably be fucking Garrett <laughs> sending, us, <laughs> sending us twenty things a week just to try to keep it going. Yeah, pretty much. Um, all right, so yeah. With that being said, you want to get into a uh, lightning round? Let's do it. How many states have you been to? How many what? How many states have you been to? Oh, states. I thought you said seats, and I was like, oh, <laughs> hard telling, it's really. Kind of, kind of, <laughs> that would be a dope question. Think about it. All of them. Tw- like 20? 20. <laughs> um, I've been, obviously, Ohio. Obviously, Indiana. I've been to Kentucky been to michigan so that's four and florida so i think five five okay pretty easy okay i think i've been to five yeah so the greater states around me and then just florida is the only one i really traveled for okay okay i I really thought it was gonna be more than that like you need to get out more (sighs) why why (laughs) no you got a good point you got a good point Every, every people suck everywhere. Yeah. Why, why do I have to go to another state to realize I still don't like people or things in general? Yeah. Well, most of the states you mentioned are like Midwest states, which are pretty much all the same thing: cornfields and 
douchebags. Where except for Florida, which just has douchebags, no corn. Oh, dude, Florida is the <laughs> worst. <laughs> like, oh my god, so hot. Yeah, having, why'd like, you go flashback? There? Uh, for school, I went there in like middle school. Mm, okay. Um, we went on a trip down there. Flo- went to the Florida Keys. Oh, I've been to the Keys. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I do hot. like it down. It, it's really hot, but I mean, it is awesome, like to swim in that water and you know see like the wild, the wildlife and and everything. So I mean, that's really cool. But like, I I guess if I went as an adult, I'd maybe have more fun. But like, man, Florida just ain't my scene. Yeah, you know where I want to go? What's that? Alaska. Alaska would be dope. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go there in the summer, obviously. Yeah. Ah, fuck <laughs> it. I'll go in the winter. Was it nighttime for a week? Not I. Yeah, no that that part sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I think Alaska looks beautiful, and I think there could just be more interesting things. I just I think I just like colder climates. Hmm. I don't enjoy the cold, but I can deal with cold. I would like to go in the summer mostly just because there's you know the mostly the stuff I want to do is like you know outside and you know like seeing the things that alaska has to offer and if it's cold i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna stay inside one no one of the reasons i ask is because i have actually been to like 40 states um the fuck and like at the yeah at least 40 um so we we went on this (laughs) when i was in middle school there was this uh like kind of like a summer school thing where you could go on like a two-week long camping trip with other middle schoolers and it was basically just like you get on a bus and you go and literally every night they'll drive pretty much most of the day or whatever and then you stop in a state and do some something like educational usually or you know just for fun and uh and and then you camp the every single night like in a tent like OG camping and they do that every year and they do it in rotations of like they have four trips planned and if you do it every four year you'll get so like one year they'll go to like the northwest and then they'll go the next year they'll go to like the north or the the northeast that that kind of stuff and by the time you go on all of them you'll go to like 45 of the states so i went to 3 of them so i've been just about everywhere it was kind of cool, though. I mean, it lets you, like, hit up all the cool things the U.S. has to offer in, like, you know, middle school. So I've been to, like, Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, uh, the Keys, pretty much everywhere you're supposed to go. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. No wonder you expected it to be more. It's like, I've been to all of them. Yeah, right? I've been to all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Question two. Uh, what is your favorite game show? I think it's Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Just because if they have a music category, I could clear it. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I've done it before. No, not every time. When they're like eighteen eighteen hundred Victoria Theater and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna get any of those. But you know, every now and then they'll do one and it's like fairly modern music. Doesn't even always have to be modern. But, uh, like, if they do one about instruments, usually I can, you know, do one. So, no, I like Jeopardy just because it's that fun game where it's, like, nobody, you know, is really that smart. So you just, everybody's, like, you know, know, Britain. And it's, like, (laughs) uh, we were looking for uh, (laughs) New Zealand. Or it's just, like, not even close. And it's, like, oh, we were looking for a hammer. 
yeah, a right, right. hammer. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was a fucking country. What? So, no, it, it's just a fun thing. Alex Trebek is hilarious. Like, yeah. I, I just think I like it because it, it, it's like it's educational, teaches you stuff, and I don't know. I yeah. just I think that's my favorite. That was my gut answer. Okay, that's a good answer. I like the the uh, college version of Jeopardy when they have college students on because yeah. then the questions are easier, and I feel like I'm really good at Jeopardy. Otherwise, I'm garbage. <laughs> I mean, it is crazy. Uh, it is crazy. Even the college ones, man. I don't know. I think you're thinking of like, are you talking about like the middle school ones? Is that the one you're thinking of? Maybe. Yeah, there's some middle school ones. Yeah, that could be it too. <laughs> yeah, because the college ones awesome can be at pretty that. hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, probably Jeopardy. What about you? Oh, man. Um, I don't actually know if I have one. Like, um, You asked me the question, man. I never... I know, I know, but I don't know if I have a good answer for it. That's why I asked you. Uh, I, I never really got too much into game shows uh, when I was a kid. I would say probably Family Feud is probably one of the, the best, just because I... What? I hate, with a deep, hate? fiery what? passion, Steve Harvey. <laughs> why? Why do I... Ugh. <laughs> Do you are you indifferent about Steve Harvey or do you like Steve Harvey? I, I'm indifferent. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think he I think he makes a good Family Feud host, but I fucking hate Steve Harvey. Why? Okay, let's get into it. Why? <laughs> yeah, you you intrigued me. He came under some fire not too long ago because of first off the way he carried himself on sets. So he had a tendency to be really misogynistic and talk down to women. Um, I don't think he's funny. Uh, I think that he is actually so not funny that I think he plays up racial stereotypes, and I think he's kind of bad for black people. Mm. Okay, I can see that. I can see no, that. No, no, maybe that's like totally not fair of me to say. Uh, also, Steve Harvey is one of the many people who follow the prosperity gospel. And uh. if anybody doesn't know what that is... That is a whole new sect of Christendom that is even worse than normal sects of Christendom, <laughs> where basically God wants you to be rich, and if you're not rich, you're not a good enough Christian. And that is the prosperity gospel, and I think that is the dumbest fucking thing ever, and I hate it, and I I really do. I really do. And Steve Harvey is a component of that. And uh, yeah, fuck him. Okay, dang. Uh, the I I the, the the one reason I don't really like him all that much, especially as a, a Family Feud host, is the like you said, he's not that funny, but he tries to make jokes out of like uh, when they're just not there. Like w- when someone gives a bad answer, like his trademark is to just either like stare at the camera like in disbelief, and then people just like lose their shit over that. Like his he he tries to make facial expressions a joke. That's his form of comedy. It's yeah. like, ha, you're an idiot. I'm going to look at the camera in disbelief every like, single time. <laughs> I don't like the way he talks. He talks yeah. in a way that I think is honestly like kind of like a stereotype like a for black people. I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I'm like, man, is that how you talk day to day? <laughs> I, I just... it. And because it's such a popular TV show that I don't really feel like black people really watch that much 
Yeah, so I feel, I feel like, like he's. He, I feel like more black people have been contestants on Family Feud than have watched it. Yeah, like I don't know. There's just this weird part of it where I feel like Steve Harvey is performing for a bunch of white people, and he's like that fucking WB frog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there is something that it just doesn't vibe with me. But yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also don't think we landed on the moon, so I, I'm not sure. Well, Whew. whatever Boy. we do. We talked about all that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah we got into it a little bit, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, regardless. Uh, any, moving on, because I could on. go for another 20 minutes. but I'm sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, we get it. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay, if you had to give a TED Talk about any subject, <laughs> what would it be about? Fucking Steve Harvey <laughs> and his bullshit. Well, that worked out. <laughs> And here's another thing about Steve Harvey. <laughs> um, I would probably talk about music, but I think I would try to talk about music in its form of communal power. Okay. So we we've, we've like we've talked about that, but uh, and there's been some TED talks like not super dissimilar to that. Like, have you seen the video of the guy doing a TED Talk and uh, he, like, sings, like, an arpeggio? Or he doesn't mm. even sing an arpeggio. He sings a a C major scale. So he, like, sings the first, like, three notes and then he'll sing the fourth note. Like, he, he sets it up where he's like, okay, this is this note. And he'll sing it. He'll jump to another spot and sing the next note. He'll jump to another spot and sing the next note. And then and have the crowd do it as well. Mm-hmm. He'll jump to the fourth spot, won't sing. Everybody can sing the note. Okay. Even mm-hmm. people who like aren't musically inclined. And that was really interesting uh, because of our ability to like hear music that way. Yeah, like we yeah. like the reason music I think has all these rules is because like that's how it works in our brain. But I think I would want to talk about something along those lines and just talk about how like. Every culture ever has had some form of music. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And just talk about like how the only reason rock and roll exists is because of 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 blues and jazz and and soul and the only reason like modern music exists. Like just talking about that because I just think it's a really interesting thing when you really get into like the nitty gritty of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, it's I think we talked about it one of our previous it doesn't matter like what color you are or what you really believe in or anything it's like music is the the universal communicator yeah yeah and it, and it just gets past all those boundaries so i think if i was smart enough to do it that talk i would really ooh i could take i could take my little uh psychology background and i could talk about what is it about music that allows us to push down our boundaries that'd be cool yeah yeah i'd watch the hell out of that yeah, that could be interesting. Cool. Not smart enough to, but I guess if I did. <laughs> no, I think you. I think you are. Okay, cool, great answer. That, that was it. All right, let's uh, let's get into my lightning round questions. Uh, Mitch, have you ever had a work wife? Uh, what I mean by that is, have you ever had a female companion at work, and you like had that weird kind of dyma- dynamic to the relationship where it's like. They're just kind of like your work wife. Like at work, they're kind of like your wife. So I work with 
a lot of guys uh and then the, the females are so few that there are lots of like creepy guys like hitting on the few female workers that we have so much so that they have um. so much so that they have a a, a list of men to avoid and a couple of my friends were talking about that and i was like well i know i'm not on the list because i respect the women that i work with so much that i just don't talk to them like <laughs> so that's fair and i feel like most of my jobs have been like that um every job i've ever worked i've just been surrounded by dudes hmm i mean that's kind of interesting i kind of had the yeah. opposite i guess for ex- except for when i worked at the coffee shop that's all that was a lot of girls but i didn't necessarily like I wasn't necessarily drawn towards a certain one, I don't think. I mean, I guess you could probably figure out the reason I'm asking the question is because I have, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's why I asked because I was like, well, that's kind of it. We I, we did have a, you know, shout out to Jessica. She was my work wife. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's just like we would we would work together a lot. So we would like buy each other food. Like we would do that thing where you trade off days and you'd buy each other lunch and then like. You know, we just became like good friends, so we would have those like really deep conversations at the end of the night, at like end of, end of a shift, and then like you know there was a couple times like where she had like a lot of like personal stuff going on. I like brought her in flowers one day. Mm-hmm. You know, like we just had like a work relationship that was like closer, but as that was the term that everybody threw around, and it just made sense. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess asking a married man if he has a work wife <laughs> wasn't the smartest. Decision, yeah. Yo, I got a lot of <laughs> I got a lot of work husbands. <laughs> a lot of dude love. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, I guess not. All right. All right. See, this is why you need to just come up with all the lightning round questions. No, that was a good question. Don't. I just didn't have a good answer for you. I didn't have the answer you wanted, so it doesn't make it not a good question. Touche. Uh, have you ever been to a casino? I have been to a casino. Oh, um, thank God. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, twice. Uh, the most Mitch story ever. So the first time I was at a casino, I went with uh, some guys that were a little bit older than me and way wealthier. So they, I mostly just kind of like watched them gamble all their money. And uh, so, you know, before you go to a casino, one thing you should do is like, think about like okay how much money am i comfortable losing and then take that in cash don't break out the debit card so i had like i walked into the casino with like 150 bucks in cash and then i was like all right that's gonna be it like if i lose this that's it so then i started gambling a little bit um i'm hanging out mostly doing like the slots um and maybe like the low dollar like uh blackjack because that's my game uh and then Probably about an hour, I am down $30, and I'm like, okay, I am done. (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. I just lost $30, and that hurts. So... Yeah, that sounds like, yeah. So I lost 30 bucks and then I stopped and then I mostly just watched my friends gamble the rest of the night and a couple of them lost way more money than I did. So I was actually the winner of the night because I only was down 30 bucks. How about you? Uh, no, I've never been, and I don't think I have much of a desire to. I, I gambling does not interest me. The yeah, games, me like, I, I love playing poker. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Texas Hold'em. Love it. But, like, if I could just play without real money. Yeah. I don't know why. I just don't like gambling. I know a bunch of people that love, like, saving up and going down to the casino and blowing all their money in a couple nights. And I'm like, man, I just, I just don't like gambling. I don't get it. Like... 
It just doesn't seem fun. So I guess that's why I was asking, because I thought you maybe had. Yeah, I think if I, I would enjoy it a lot more if I were actually any good at like poker and blackjack. Like if I felt like I was going to go in there and had a chance at maybe winning something, I would be way more into it. But I know myself and I'm just not good at it. So I, I know I'm going to lose. So <laughs> that makes it why bother? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of the way I feel. You, I feel like you're slightly more adventurous where you've done a lot more normal adult things. But like, like you've, you know, I don't know. It's just like, I've never, I don't know. Have you been to a strip club, though? You could edit this out. Have you no, been to a strip no, I've never been to a strip club. That's one All thing right. I, I pretty much refuse to do. You? I, no, I've never been. I mean, okay. I want to go. I want to go to one before I die. But I don't. I don't see. That's the the worst thing in the world to me is like okay so have you ever like been kind of like maybe checking out a girl you shouldn't have been checking out and then got caught that's the worst feeling in the world <laughs> and then why would you want to go to a place where you have that feeling the entire time you're there like and also like it's not fun for me if i know like the other party is not enjoying it it feels a little like i'm the scum of the earth because I know no girl in there wants to actually be dancing on me. So why would I want her to do that when it's only one-sided? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, that's fair. Well, so what? what's a girl that you're checking out that you shouldn't be checking out? Anybody that's not my wife. <laughs> Dude, you're making me want to not get married so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> why? Well, it's just like, well, you're a good husband. Like, you're a really good husband. I mean, like... Man, me and me and my girlfriend were watching TV the other day, and they had this like plus size model on there, and I was like, "Man, she's thicker than a snare. Look at her, babe!" <laughs> like, I'm like, "Man, she is cute." <laughs> um, does she enjoy that? Uh, no, probably not. But uh, I, I, it might almost be too well. <laughs> so I guess what I wanted to touch on is that I, I think you'd be surprised. It's I don't think it's that they don't enjoy it. It's not that they're like getting any sort of like sexual gratification from it, um, but I think that girls that usually work as—I mean, it depends on what strip club you go to. But if you go to like a, a a nice establishment, I feel that those women enjoy the dancing of it and the performance of it. So I don't think that they like don't enjoy it. Yeah, it's just, but it's you, also their job, and there's money involved, which makes it like if. If I wasn't, if we were not in the context of a strip club and I was not giving you money right now, there's no way you would choose to dance on me for fun. Well, yeah, but then like, but then like you said though, like, but that's their job. So they yeah, have to most enjoy Most people it. hate their job. <laughs> true, true. I guess that's a part of it. I mean, I'm not trying, I, I'm being somewhat of a devil's advocate. I mean, I, I, I guess really what we need to do, we need to hire a stripper, have her come on the podcast and just have her talk about being a stripper. That's really what we need to do. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Uh, I'll lobby a softball here. Uh, Mitch, what's your favorite subreddit? Uh, yeah. I have... They, probably my favorite is just called Listen to This, and it's basically just people posting like n- new music. That's where I discover like a bulk of the music that I uh, in, uh, discover. So... Um, so yeah, that's a good one. Uh, no, that's fair. Uh, I actually think that uh, my friend heard clipping on "Listen to This." Oh, really? So that's that's dope. yeah. That's how I came to know them. And I think if you, I think even like Ghost, when they were Ghost BC, like before they really hit, 
I think that's where we found ghosts. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, that's a good one. I subscribe to weird ass subreddits. Like so. what? Uh, I actually am a moderator on a subreddit. Really? Yeah. On the r r slash mage knight. So if you ever want to <laughs> talk Never about, mind. Some... I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i asked (laughs) all right anyways let's move on because i'm fucking thirsty yeah me too man i'm so thirsty eli what you drinking Uh, oh god it shook up oh jesus all right uh i am drinking by the victory brewing company uh the golden monkey belgian style tripel with added spice Ooh, okay okay oh that's cool cool little label i've seen victory before um the tripel you mentioned and i'm gonna butcher that i don't think that's how you pronounce it but i don't Probably know how to pronounce not. it Me but I, I believe it's some sort of german beer um which i actually don't really like german beer all that much either so um well yeah i don't well it it, it uh it does say belgian style Bel- okay yeah is Belgium, well, Belgium, man, I'm dumb. Is Belgium a country or a city? Uh, Fucking A, man. We're dumb. Turn the podcast off, everyone. I have no Uh, idea. Pretty positive Belgium's a country. Um. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and find out. Might as well. This this episode is all about tangents. Right. Fuck it. Let's commit. Uh, Okay, so Belgium is a country. And the capital is Brussels. Oh. Okay, yeah. So Belgium is located in the valley of the Sine River, a small tributary of the Schelde. Greater Brussels is the country's urban agglomeration. (laughs) Okay, I somehow sounded stupider. All right, we've learned nothing. <laughs> so I don't know what any of that shit means. Me neither. Well, oh God, let let me uh, read the uh, the uh, description here. Meet the most curious of all the monkeys. His journey to discover the truth about life led him to meditate with monks, wrestle with lions, and study the stars. Golden monkey crafts an ale with imported malts. Belgian yeast and a mix of magical spices resulting in mystical flavors that will enlighten your senses. So, because I have tasty notes, I'm going to read that too. Nose okay. is loaded. Nose is loaded with Belgian yeast. Character of banana and clove. Actually, yeah, that's totally what I'm tasting. Hmm. With an equally fruity body balanced with a light, earthy hop character, savory notes of orange and spice, followed by a dry finish hmm, okay i feel like i might like that banana though you're getting banana yeah hmm. actually oh, strong actually on the nose and that is what it says so i mean it, it, perhaps somewhat of a placebo but once they name it that is what i'm tasting because it threw yeah. me at first when i first drank drank it um no definitely definitely banana and actually clove um, clove is a really weird spice. I'm pretty sure clove is what they use in barbecue sauce, but it has a sweetie bake bakery flavor. Hmm. 
So it, it has this weird banana pie element to it. And then it kind of levels out to more of a normal beer. I will say this is probably the most complex beer I've had that is fairly enjoyable. Is that it the sounds, best? That sounds yeah. good. It's interesting. Is it the best beer I've had? No. Uh, is it a beer with oysters in it? No. Uh, <laughs> so I consider that a win. Yeah, okay. Yep. Nope. Uh, anything uh, Yeah. without oysters is going to be a good day. Um, yeah. Okay. So I've got a another IPA. I'm sorry, but I had to pick this one out. The can looked so badass. It's called Freedom Rock IPA from Sun King Brewery. And if you can see, there's a little, uh, there's an eagle on it. It's very patriotic. A it's a session IPA. I don't know what that means, but um, it's uh, it says brewed for maximum freedom and maximum rock. Turn it up. Yeah. That's all I've got. I don't know. I don't have any tasting notes or anything like oh, that. But okay. I like that. Uh, for the listeners, the can looks very Billy Idol-esque oh, is yes. how I would describe it. <laughs> it's a nice day for a... IPA. Ha <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it's a good day to drink again. <laughs> All right. I'm doing good. <laughs> Mitch is shaking his head. Uh, lifelong comedy partner, bud. And we're doing oh, good work. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. All right. Hit me. Does it taste like bananas? It does not taste like bananas, and I'm kind of bummed about that. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's a... Uh, <laughs> I don't, okay, I have nothing bad to say about Sun King Brewery at all because they're a local brewery. They have very cool stuff. Um, I've, I've had some of their beers and they're pretty great. All that said, I've had a lot of IPAs in my life. Yeah? And this tastes like every single one. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were going to say it tastes bad. No, it doesn't taste bad. It just tastes... Uh, um, boring. It's boring, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, man, I don't know what it is. Like, Well, what... what what do we think is a boring beer? Because here's here's the complexity of beer. Is I'm I'm drinking this Golden Monkey, and I cannot land if I like it or not. Mm-hmm. So is is an experience with a beer worse or better because it challenges your flavor? Hmm, that's the question of the day. As a, um, as as compared to so like when I drink like that oyster beer because that's the best example I have because I swear to God that shit tasted like fish. <laughs> Was that a better experience because I hated it, or is having a boring beer like what is a boring beer? No, I I, I respect the uh, the the brewery that made the oyster beer because they went for it. They were like, "We this could go bad, this could go great, but we're gonna try something different that nobody's you know doing right now." And for that, I respect them. And also, like I'm sure they tasted it before they put it out. So somebody at the brewery was like, "Oh, this is really good." So, <laughs> well, <laughs> or that, else they wouldn't have put it out. <laughs> that's the weirdest thing, because to because I remember because it was Great Lakes, and they did it for like their anniversary. That is the anniversary you give Pearl or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but however, that beer won awards. It had yeah, awards on the crazy. bottle, and that's even more confusing because it's like, am I am I that low brow that I don't? <laughs> I mean, it was disgusting, bro. Yeah. Do you, I'm I almost vomed like yeah. I almost straight up threw up like <laughs> it was gnarly um now but I couldn't true. drink it but a boring beer I can drink but that's the flavors of me 
Yeah, no, that's exactly how I felt. They played it safe. It's just a standard IPA and nothing nothing too crazy or deep about it. But that being said, it's a it's a classic. Yeah, just an interesting thought because I hear that a lot. Like, that is a way some people will describe beer. It's like, man, it's kind of boring. But it's like, yeah, but it, does it taste like fish? Oh, no? <laughs> I think it's probably pretty good then. But But I guess that's what's interesting is I cannot figure out if I like this damn thing or not. I can't. I still can't. I'm halfway through it. I don't even know. Hmm. Also, how many well, beers? How many beers do you think you drink on the podcast? How many beers have I drank on the podcast? Well, not in like in total, but in an average episode, how many do you think you get through? One sometimes. Well, most of the time, two. Sometimes only one. What about you? <laughs> I'm a little bit scared to say mine. <gasps> how many beers have you had today? <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> when we record i have a minimum minimum that i drink on the podcast that is three three okay okay yeah that's uh but no. by the end i don't like pre-game it's just like right. maybe i'll have one before we start i'll do what you drinking and then i usually get in the third one on some of the episodes i'm sure everyone could tell i'll, I'll get to <laughs> i've i've drank four or five on this before that's okay. Yeah, I've never done that. Mostly because I don't like myself when I get too drunk. And it's look, that one episode I got way too drunk and it just made for a really boring episode because I just couldn't hang. I couldn't come up with any like, you know, answers or anything like that. So it just wasn't good for anybody. Well, so you do... I like to keep my wits about me. <laughs> well, and this is the thing is like every time we hang out, man, I'm like, man, I really want Mitch to get like way too drunk this time. Like just because I haven't seen that side. But I've realized that I probably have and you just don't say anything. That's <laughs> exactly like, what it is. <laughs> you just don't do anything. You just kind of sit there and just are a part of everything where I'm, I'm the opposite where I'm yep. like, I'm like, you know, let you Here's the thing about Steve Harvey. Like that's what I do. <laughs> right. You right, just right. you just don't do that. And that's 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 real that's just a weird dynamic I'm not used to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just enjoying myself, having a good old time. Like I might not look like I'm having a great time outwardly, but uh, my my head is just like a, a circus, man. It's going <laughs> uh I- all right, Mesh. Are you are you ready for what you're thinking? Yes. Finally, let's do some what you thinkings. All right. So Mitch, I wanna know what you're thinking about legacy and what i mean by that is so i have i have multiple questions so first off i i want to know what what do you think what do you what do you feel that legacy means um because i do think sometimes words can kind of have a meaning beyond themselves like they can have a feeling associated with them so like what do you think legacy means and then also if you were to have to leave a legacy behind uh, what do you want that legacy to be? Because essentially, I'll go ahead and give a slight of my perspective just to to really in here. Um, I think I associate legacy with death, actually, because to me, when you talk about legacy, what you're talking about is what you leave behind after right. you're gone. Um, so legacy is kind of a a weird word. Because I think it, like, when I think of legacy, I think of it in, like, a triumphant, kind of, like, overcoming sense. But truthfully, it's what you leave behind when you're dead, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I just want to know, like, you know, what what do you think about legacy? What do you think that entails? And then also, if you were to leave behind a legacy, what would you like that to be? So, yeah, legacy. Something you leave behind after you're dead that was basically kind of like how people will, will remember you. Um, 
Sometimes that's kids. Sometimes that's, um, you know, good deeds. Uh, For me, personally, um, I don't ever really see myself having kids. So that's kind of out of the equation. Um, And I feel like I'm okay with that. But my parents aren't. It's a different story. Uh, So... uh, um, what I want, when I, I guess when I have died, what I want people to, you know, either say about me, you know, well, yeah, I guess it's kind of the good deeds thing. That's kind of why we're here. Um, I want to be the best person to as many people possible. So, so I want to touch on the kids part real quick because you, you mentioned that and I think, and I, I think that's an interesting element because I think a lot of people think about it in that way. Like, well, you know, it's my family. Mm-hmm. It's my kids, you know. It's my next generation, um, and you and you've told me that, like you, you know, you've you've stated, like you know, you and your wife don't really plan on having kids. Um, is that like a really conscious effort to not have kids? Because you guys have been together for a very long time. You guys have been married for a good while now. Uh, do you do you actively avoid it? Or is it kind of like, well, if it happened, we won't be like destroyed that we're having a child, I guess. <laughs> no, we we actively avoid it. We take the proper precautions <laughs> um, okay. to make sure that that does yeah. not happen. And I guess one of the reasonings behind that is because when you when you talk about legacy, like with the legacy that I want to leave behind is not in the form of, I guess, family, even though, I mean, I love my family and I'm sure if I, if I ever had kids, I'm sure I would love it and my life would be amazing. But that being said, the legacy I'm more interested in is making my community a better place like we've talked about this before like eventually my goal is to like me and Erica want to start a business together so that's why kids aren't necessarily you know a priority because like that's our that's our dream that's our baby that's the one thing we want to do and one of the reasons one of the thought processes behind that is because we think that that business a not only would it be really cool to have but b it would be something that you know our town could you know benefit from so that's you know i i don't know i, I don't want to get too much into like my business you know ideas but yeah that's kind of yeah. the idea no that's fine i'm i mean i i wholeheartedly respect that i think that there is a uh, very much a push that if you are you know together and married and able to reproduce people basically ask you when uh but not a lot of people ask you why yeah yeah that's huge yeah, and that is a difference. And, you know, like, uh, my best friend has two amazingly wonderful, beautiful daughters, and he's a, I mean, both him and his wife are amazing parents. And, uh, you know, I mean, basically, like, his his daughters are my nieces, and I enjoy it so wholeheartedly. And, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I, would, I would possibly like to, but it's just, like, I, I, I don't like the idea that like all that you leave behind is wrapped up in your children, right? Like there's something about that, that I feel like isn't quite enough, but maybe I don't understand because I don't have kids. What do you mean? Why wouldn't that be enough? That's like literally a part of you. That's one of the big arguments, you know, for it. Well, I don't have a very good family. So, for example, like, so I carry some, so my name, uh, okay, so I have the same middle name that my father and my grandfather have. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so all of our names are, I don't want to say all of our names because you'll be able to <laughs> steal my info. Um, I have the same middle and last name as my father and my grandfather. Oh, wow. However, um, my my grandfather on my dad's side, and this is on my dad's side. So the grandfather on my dad's side passed away uh, not too long ago. And my dad uh, is not a very good person. He's not. He's not a good person at all. Uh, and I've actually had this argument with a few of my girlfriends now because, you know, you talk about it when you're in a long-term relationship. You know, mm-hmm. what do you want to name your kids? If I had a son, I would always want to give them my middle name just mm-hmm. because, you know, it's it's been since my grandfather. Um, but my girlfriends seem to disagree when they know, you know, how my dad is because they don't like it. They, they Why would you want to, you know remember him that way but i was trying to tell him well it's not it's not i view it as like a tier of like betterment so like i am a better man than my father and i've i've been stunted though because of my father so i would love that my if i have a son for that son to be a better man than I was Mm -hmm. and that it turns into a sense of betterment. Mm -hmm. So like, that's, that's like kind of part of the kid thing, but I guess it's just like, I guess like, I don't know. I guess I don't understand it because I don't have kids. I just, I feel like you're right. It is a part of you. Like they're your blood, but it's like, what are you? And maybe that's what people mean when they say that, but it's like I just don't want to have kids just so it's like, oh, that's my legacy. I have a, you know, I have five or six kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, how are those five or six kids in the world? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I guess if I'm going to have kids, I want to be a good parent mm-hmm. and have like good productive children that like actually better the next generation. Yeah. And no, I think I mean just the fact that you are acknowledging like you're worried about that already and you also like are you I mean you said yourself you didn't have the best father figure in your life but you recognize that that has shaped you into the person you are now and and also you have friends around you that are amazing parents like yeah I do I have no doubt like that you would be a great father because you know what a not so great father looks like and you want to do everything in your power to avoid that so yeah yeah. It's pretty easy, <laughs> but no, I guess you're right. Well, it, well, and let me switch gears here because I mm-hmm. wanted to talk talk on that because yeah, that is yeah. one of the biggest biggest things people talk about. Um, when my grand when my grandfather died on my dad's side, uh, they had a little memorial at one of my uncle's house, uh, and I don't talk to or communicate a lot with the with my dad's side of the family at all. Um. So when I went to that, it was actually really hard for me because I didn't have a relationship with that grandfather. Uh, but they sat around and told stories of my grandfather. Um, and that was kind of hard for me because I didn't know any of these stories. Apparently, like, he went back to school when he was, like, 50. Hmm. He went to fucking Sinclair when he was, like, 50 to, like, finish out a degree. Dang. And I thought that... I never knew that. I didn't know that because what I had been told up to this point that I was the only family member that had went to college, which wasn't true. <laughs> now he's stealing your thunder. <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker, man, he owes me some birthday cards and he just stole my fucking, 
Uh, man, where's my bike, motherfucker? <laughs> One up in me from beyond the grave, you yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, typical. <laughs> uh, but I really enjoyed that a room full of people sat around and they were able to tell stories about someone that I didn't know that well. And I kind of thought, like, man, I guess if I go... I would really like for there to be this moment of the people around me to want to do that, Mm -hmm. to want to tell stories that involve me and to tell the positive influence that I've had over them. Because like, I, I guess it's weird to go around and be like, you know, Hey man, this is like how I'm going to remember you when you're dead. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. There's this weird part of me that thinks about that. It, 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 it's just because like, people have such an influence over your life and especially the people that you decide to be your friends. And I don't know, I guess I just, I would love that if, if, if when I go, my friends can all get together and tell stories about me and drink too much, but do it because it's what I would have done. And you know what I mean? Like, I guess, I guess there is a, a legacy of positivity is, is, is really what I think that I would like to leave behind and to show people. Um, so I, I mean that, that was my perspective. That was kind of the one I thought of is just one of like the betterment of oneself improvement, uh, learning, uh, because that's, that's what I've done for the past, like, I don't know, 15 years of Mm -hmm. my life. It's been, been a giant learning curve for the past (laughs) 15 years. Yeah, exactly. No, you're spot on, man. Like, I, I think really the point of it all, and I think the the legacy you should uh, strive for is, yeah, the one of positivity, one that will leave, you know, people around you saying like, you know, I am a better person because this person was in my life. Um, you know, the we've got stories, uh, but also like, um, you know, uh, just you know, learned a, a lot and showed love. Uh, you know, that's kind of what I, I, I would really like to have people say about me when I die, which is, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to flip it a little bit more. Maybe we can maybe mm-hmm, we can wrap mm-hmm. it up. So I think about death a lot. I think about my own death. In what respect? How I'm going to die. Hmm. When, when will I die? Um, so we've, we've talked about death on the podcast before, and I think we talked about the idea that I have, which is, um, I don't, I don't want to spend my whole life fearing death, right? Mm -hmm. Don't fear the reaper. Don't, don't fear the reaper, baby. I don't want to fear death because it's, it's that one thing we all get to have, right? Mm -hmm. It's the Mm -hmm. one universal thing that we all get to do, you know? Uh, time's ticking. Like we're all going to be there one day. I don't want to fear it. I don't want to fear it uh, because I want to be able to experience it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to understand it, to come to some kind of terms with it. I mean, it's what it's what we have as humans to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps, perhaps our burden. Um, I, I think life is more of a burden than death, personally. 
Yeah. Um, um, no, I've uh, I've heard lots of uh, some of the podcasts I listened to. They just had somebody that was uh, uh, talking about like DMT, and it wasn't the Rogan podcast. I don't listen to that. Uh, <laughs> but people that I have heard that have done DMT, um, you know, the DMT releases that same like set of endorphins that give off when you die. So it's basically you get to experience yeah. what it's like to die, but you don't actually have to die. And so everybody that talks about it says. I, you know, or, or just people that have had near-death experiences, not necessarily DMT. Everybody that talks about it basically kind of is on the same page as like, I faced death and it was weirdly peaceful. Like I felt totally calm. I felt, you know, there. I felt warm. And now my life is very different because I don't necessarily fear it anymore. And that's kind of how I right. like, I don't, I don't walk around thinking about death. I don't think as much as you do, uh, because I've kind of tum- come to the terms with the fact that, like, you know, it's when it's my time to go, when it's my time to go. Now, I don't say that because I'm, you know, super, you know, courageous or anything like that. But um, I think one of the big things about, like, I, so I, I don't think of death and uh, in the terms of like where I'm afraid to die, but I do think it. Uh, I, I do think about it sometimes, often in the context of if there's you know things i want to accomplish in my life those are the the death is the juice for making me do those things because that was that was the flip side of that whole thing right is i spent probably the first 20 to 22 years of my life not dude i live fast die young leave a good looking corpse you know Uh what i mean (laughs) I never wanted to fear death, but as I've gotten older and I have these things in my life uh, that I want to experience, all of a sudden, death gets a little bit more scarier when you have things to live for. Yeah, yeah. You no, know what I'm true. saying? Yeah. No, so all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like afraid of the unhealthy habits I have, and I'm afraid of uh, other people because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, there's still a lot I want to do here, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of things I want to see. There's a lot of things I want to do, man. Like I don't want to, I don't want to go right yeah. now. Um, no, that's that's huge. Um, no, one of the uh, the the cool things I was going to say, like I had a similar uh, experience. Like my like not too long ago, my my uncle passed away, and it was kind of one of those same feelings or same experiences where you know you went to your grandpa's funeral and they were like all telling these you know crazy right. stories. And same thing happened with my uncle. Like he had he has done so much crazy shit that you know I would never even think about. It. He was like the like the uh, the definition of just like you know whatever he said live fast is that what he said whatever he yeah live fast <laughs> like I, uh... live fast yeah something like that so yeah he drove a motorcycle he was into all these kind of like extreme sports and that kind of shit like and that that kind of got me thinking like in most of the stories they were talking about like yeah we were uh you know riding motorcycles or riding four-wheelers or just we we went on this uh you know snowmobile trip for a week in you know michigan or whatever and just that kind of stuff got me you know kind of thinking about like those are the stories people are going to tell. And for me, what I glean from that is I <laughs> haven't done a lot of that kind of stuff, mostly for, you know, well, for many different reasons, probably the primarily being money. Um, but that, you know, the, I, I want to leave a legacy that has, 
you know, those that that I can leave those those kinds of cool memories behind uh, with people. So that's what gets me going right now. That's the reason I, you know, go to work when I don't necessarily feel like it, because I want to be in a place where I can financially just take a week off and then just say, fuck it, I'm going to go do something crazy. And uh, and it doesn't even have to be a, a trip. It can just be like, let's do something, you know, that we would you know, never do just to say we we have like drive to Ohio for beer on a Sunday because it's illegal in Indiana. <laughs> like, right. Yes. Yeah, simple stuff like that. Like, you know, that's what. Yeah, that's what you talk about. Um, yeah. Um, well, and, and here brings up a, another point. Um, I've spent a lot of my life trying to slow down. Mm hmm. And I think that you have spent a portion of your adulthood trying to speed up. Exactly. Yes. That that is so right. Yeah. Because I I just think that you know like you know I've been in a committed relationship with somebody now for like three years, mm-hmm. which is a long time for me. Um. And uh, you know I love coming home to that person, and I don't want to not come home to that person. Uh, it's it's weird how the 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 things that make you want to push yourself also like cause this weird fear, right? Like, I I lived without that, so I didn't really care what I did day to day. Um, it's like if you truly love someone or something, it causes this immense amount of fear in you because you don't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I've spent a good amount of time in my life trying to slow down to be like, you know, okay, maybe you don't need to do that. Maybe we should think about this decision. You know, we, tomorrow's going to come and, you know, you have these people and you're like, maybe you shouldn't fucking do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting where it's like, I'm trying to find how to live out the rest of my life in longevity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think you're trying to figure out how to uh, add some spontaneity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one movie that I always like get sentimental about is I, I always like watching American Pie. The definition of like high schoolers partying, all this fun stuff. And I, I get weirdly sentimental about it. And I know it's stupid because it's such a stupid movie. But the reason I get weird <laughs> about it. That is an interesting <laughs> choice. Yeah, that is the, surprising. The reason I get weird about it is because like, I had never did anything like that. And I don't think a lot of people did. It's Hollywood. But still, like, I didn't party in high school. I didn't do anything really fun uh, in high school. I had a good group of friends, but we didn't get, we never got into anything too crazy. I don't, when I think about my high school, I don't have any stories worth telling on this podcast. And that makes me sick to my stomach. So now, the the, the reason we, okay. we're talking about, so while we're talking about death and everything, like, I want to make some memories or fuck shit up, man. Like, Let's go down to the quad and throw some rocks or whatever. <laughs> Let's go down to the rock quarry. Yeah. Right. Um, well, if it makes you feel any better, Mitch, I find you such an interesting person, and I love being your friend because I am constantly surprised by you. I love hearing about like the early years of your life. Like you have such an interesting, uh, such an interesting grasp on life, but also here's the thing, and I tell I tell my best friend this, and he gets mad. He literally gets mad at me because <laughs> I'm like, "No, dude, you're responsible." And he's like, "No, oh, fuck." 
No, I'm not. (laughs) You are. You've always been. You've always been responsible. You're level-headed. You had a more stable upbringing uh, in the sense that it makes you able to to weed out those decisions. Right, right. Some but of also, us who had these crazy stories, we don't always have them by choice. <laughs> That's like, true. Like when you told the story of you getting maced on the podcast, like I, I, I shit you not, the like Monday after we recorded that, I was driving to work thinking like, what's going to happen to me this week that I can tell on the podcast? God, I hope I get maced or something like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 weird, man. It's weird. Yeah, it, it is an interesting spot. All right, well, I mean, I think we've hit a lot of points, but... You know, uh, yeah, all over the place. Well, I mean, that's... Tangents has been this <laughs> this episode, but um, maybe that's a little bit of the point. Um, yeah, and, and that's why I want to talk about it. I just want to hear what you thought and what you thought about it. So clearly I think about death probably more than I should. Um, you, I think you think about death in a really positive way. And I think you think about legacy in a really positive way. Like you basically are like, man, I'm going to fucking die some, someday. Like I got to go out there and do the shit I want to do, which mm-hmm. definitely is a, it, it's why we do this. Mm-hmm. It's why we're just like, oh, let's fucking do a podcast. It's, uh, clearly, we're very qualified to do it. <laughs> right, um, right. I deleted half the episode earlier. And <laughs> thank God for for Reaper because it bailed me out. Um, okay, I don't mean to make this episode even longer, but it's something kind of cool that it. I just thought Fuck of. It. Like, we are leaving a legacy in the form of this podcast. Like, this is on the internet, and this is going to last much longer than you and I. What do you think about that? I would really hope that basically, <laughs> dude, I hope so. I want this to happen. I hope they play this episode when one of us die. <laughs> that would be pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> all right, look, they did it. They sat there. Here's fucking two hours of them being dumbasses. Uh, they- <laughs> don't know where belgium is at all they don't even know it's a country or a city and i just i want them to play some of this and just just have that moment of like of like full circleness of like us reflecting on our own death and here we are because yes you're right you're totally right that was something i didn't get to touch on uh because we're working on other stuff too so when at some point, maybe a year from now, we're going to have all this stuff that we created and put out there, including this podcast, uh, which is going to have way too many episodes. Um, <laughs> like, I kind of want somebody to go up to, like, my casket, and it's just like, you know, they just, like, hit your little, like, soundboard thing, and it's just like, you know, <laughs> you know like, uh, I've tasted yeah. a lot of asshole in my day. Like, just, just <laughs> bullshit. Yes, yes. But, if but, you die first, I'm bringing this uh, this <laughs> drum pad to your funeral so we can play sound bites. <laughs> but but that's what's so great about it, and and you're totally right. And and you know, I I find that very interesting. Is like we we're doing a we're doing a podcast because we want to do a podcast, but we really did frame it in a way that works, but is also super fucking weird. People are seeing like some sort of weird evolution of our friendship where we talk about all these things and do all these things because we were doing this before we re- recorded it. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, yeah. We, we didn't always do this over the phone or what have you. Like we did it more in person. 
but now we just you know record a lot of these conversations that we would have like sitting up at 2 a.m drunk and you know probably you really wanting to go to bed and i'm like (laughs) you know like let's get some more beer so we're we're sort of that sounds right right so we're sort of documenting the weird dynamic of our friendship so we're sort of weirdly deeply connected as friends now because everyone can hear our friendship yeah and i would also venture to say we're better friends than we were in episode one because we've talked about some deep ass shit like this that we have never talked about before that is a guarantee yeah, you're kind of right. Like, <laughs> I guess I didn't think about it that way. That kind of makes me want to go back and listen to the first episode. I used to be so afraid of, like, offending you and arguing with you because I just didn't want to be an ass. Be- but now I'm just like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Our friendship has, this is weird. <laughs> it, it is weird. weird yeah, territory. this is a meta podcast. <laughs> All right, Mitch. Well, let's finish it out in style. What have you been cranking? I've been cranking Dr. Dog lately. Um, so are you into Dr. Dog? Have we talked about this? Weirdly enough, I pulled up Spotify and saw that. It also, yeah. I think I know who it is, but I don't really remember. I don't think I've ever got okay. into them. Okay. Yeah, you should definitely check them out. Um, they kind of like, their their earlier stuff is basically just, uh, I mean, kind of like real, you know, fun um indie blues rock kind of stuff just indie rock but a little on the hipster side but they're getting more and more kind of just like psych rock lately and it's uh it's really cool really cool to listen to them uh they i saw them live last summer which really made me like yeah, appreciate them a little bit more because dude the dude the dude that sings for them is just a phenomenal vocalist and their songwriting is just really spot on like they really know how to construct a song their melodies are super catchy um and yeah just all around i, I really like their stuff dig it dr dog um yeah i don't really know why i was i was thinking of them but i just uh got into one of them the moods lately well, what's really funny is literally I'm looking on Spotify right now, and like that is the two hours ago you listened to Can She Dance by Dr. Dog. That probably makes sense. Yep, yep. I think I was gearing up for this podcast, actually, because I was like trying to, I was scrambling. I was like, I don't know, what am I going to talk about? I haven't really been listening to anything super cool. So um, yeah, I, I could talk about Dr. Dog. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's. That's totally cool. I'm going to go back and listen to them because I swear to God I know them for like a specific reason and I can't remember what that reason is. They have one super popular song. Um, can't remember what it is. Can't remember what it is. Too bust. <laughs> uh, is it? Is it Heart It Races? Heart It Races. Yes, it is. It's Heart It Races. That's probably, yeah, that's definitely their most popular song, but... Um, yeah good good stuff yeah check it out it's kind of so i guess it's like flaming lips if they did just like blues indie rock god damn it all right here we go what bring back to pink floyd you you know son of a bitch (laughs) did you know that the flaming lips covered all of dark side of the moon i'm why am i not surprised (laughs) it's it's really good though if you haven't i if if you have not heard that go check it out listen dark side of the moon first then listen the flaming lips to it but no, it is, it is, I have never heard a band, like, cover an album like that and do it. So, it's like, on the left of the spectrum is Ryan Adams doing Taylor Swift's 1989. Mm-hmm. 
on the right of the spectrum is the Flaming Lips doing Dark Side of the Moon. I mean, it is such a tribute, but they don't like copy it. They do it totally uniquely. Like it is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. That's our Pink Floyd for the episode. Okay. Okay. Got to get that in there. (laughs) So got to get one in. Yep. (laughs) So what have you been cranking? Uh, I have kind of, also, I just want to point out, like I have, I'm, I'm drunk. Like I, (laughs) I just wanted to go ahead and go on record. Uh, we were doing okay, and then we hit like a minute fifteen. <laughs> so early on, then, huh? <laughs> right, right. Uh, so I have been listening to something not, um, something not incredibly exciting. Uh, for me, it is. Uh, so I have been basically listening through various stages of the past couple weeks, various stages of chris cornell's career oh okay yeah no that's good ever since we talked about that uh sound garden huh yeah when did we talk anyway. about sound garden uh in the grunge episode oh shit we did <laughs> all right hold on one of my neighbors is pretty sure they're getting donato's oh never mind why do we it's have to stop up. the podcast for that <laughs> well no i just want to let people know also it's pizza hut so I know uh that. okay okay yeah um, fuck pizza hut i'll go on the record and say that yeah i don't damn pizza it's like it's not that their pizza's bad, right? It's just that it's like not good. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. I mean, for me, I mean I worked there like three years for high school. Oh, you did. So you did, yeah. I can't eat it anymore because I did that for three years and I'm <laughs> never doing that again. Ugh. I just got sick of eating it, man. <laughs> Anyways. I dude, really, you have to call this episode just like tangents okay, like there has I been will. no singular yeah. thought pattern no it's episode. all over the place well so i went back and i listened to different stages of chris cornell's career so yeah chris cornell being the front man of soundgarden the primary place i listen to him i have i love soundgarden i was gonna get a tattoo of soundgarden no, Soundgarden had a pretty big influence on me, like, musically and, like, personality-wise when I was younger. Um, but then, like, Chris Cornell also did his own solo albums. Uh, his first one is really incredible. Um, I think just, like, his talent as a singer is amazing. I definitely think he was the best grunge singer out of that era. Probably, I mean, just as a male vocalist out of the 90s, I don't think there was many better than Chris Cornell because mm-hmm. he can he could sing a ballad he can scream he can hit these high notes these low notes I mean he was he, he really was an amazing singer and like his death hit me pretty hard when he died because like I kind of like grew up with that dude mm-hmm. and like Soundgarden had took a really long hiatus and got back together and was just kind of being Soundgarden and and then he died yeah yeah um and it's pretty it's pretty unclear if it was like actually a uh like a suicide or a accidental overdose kind of thing like it's 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 really confusing and sad and but Chris Cornell is a prime example of legacy cuz you go back and you listen to the music that he made and I just don't think there was any song he wasn't on that he didn't kill it for example he did one of the James Bond themes with Alicia Keys. Mm, yeah, wow. 
and it's really fucking good. It's a, it's really good. And you wouldn't think that this guy doing this theme song with Leash Keys, I guarantee you most of those people did not know who Chris Cornell was, but he went on and did the song and it was and it was it was big. It was really big. I think Adele blew them out of the water, which was so it kind of got overshadowed by Adele. Because when Adele did hers, it was like really, really popular. Yeah. Uh, but up to that point, nobody had really. Because I think they did it for the first Daniel Craig movie. So, so like it helped spark the whole Daniel Craig James Bond series. Uh, but 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 Adele, deservingly so, like kind of kind of overshadowed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I guarantee you a lot of these people didn't know Chris Cornell, and I guarantee you a lot of those people didn't go back and listen to Soundgarden like, oh, yeah, this totally makes sense. He just had that ability as a musician to blend into whatever he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's huge. So, um, so, no, that's a very good answer. Okay, so we're having to come back and record that. <laughs> I feel like we always... Mitch tries to be really stealthy, and I'm just like, oh, uh, no, yeah, we fucked up. We're coming back and recording this. So we're going to end our normal episode... Uh, talking about uh, legacy and what you leave behind. Uh, I want to bring it back to Steve Harvey. <laughs> you would. <laughs> and I want to just say uh, that it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye Ooh. of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right.